Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, guys, listen up. This week only, I got a special deal for you from my bookie. They're offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. That's right. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, also congrats. My bookie will give you all your money back. That's right. It's a no-brainer. You literally cannot lose. It's all—it's no risk, all gravy. doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all to come play. Quit waiting around and sign up today. You ever find yourself wanting to bet on sports but you have lots of questions? Don't worry about it. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join now, we'll still have one last shot and take advantage of our incredible sign-up offer. Just log in to mybookie.ag, make your first deposit with promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. My bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet I talked about earlier in the ad. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you don't want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. Do your part to support your team, hop on the gravy train, and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Guys, do you remember the time when you were always ready to go? You missed that? Do you want to increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game. Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting on the pharmacy, best of all, no awkwardness. It's made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. I got a special deal for my listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free. Use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. BlueChew is better, cheaper, faster, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Also, I know I mispronounced Viagra, so don't roast me for that. All right, this is on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your semi-weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. I'm Justin Sanders. Got my co-host John Stefanczyk with me. Thanksgiving week, Egg Bowl week. Uh, it's that time, John. Happy holidays. How you doing? I'm good. Likewise. I'll tell you, the NCAA, they need to get after those cheap Memphis Tigers. They get way too much talent. 
one year can't possibly be be doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ole Miss fans are going to end up sounding like everybody else did when they signed Tunsil, Kandichi, and uh, Treadwell, and watching the whole Memphis thing unfold. Yeah, true. And I mean, I mean, not taking any like stance on it because the NCAA is obviously like a pretty stupid uh, institution yeah. as a whole. But apparently, from what I've heard, uh, the NCAA is you know whatever, however you want to call it, going to set up shop in Memphis or whatever. Based on how they handled the Weissman thing, that's the rumor at least. So I guess we'll see what happens uh, in the next year or two, or if you're gonna miss what, like four or five years. Uh, it may take them six. I think six is kind of the benchmark for that's, this. That's so. the that's the standard. Well, oh, they've gotten to Memphis faster than they. Well, not really. No, they it's came, true. I mean, they showed up. Public yeah, they yeah. took action against Memphis way faster than they did against Ole Miss. It was just rumors and innuendo for several years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's Monday. Thanksgiving, Egg Bowl, three days away. John, you're uh, what back at home, right? On vacation. I'm back in Florida for the week. Very so. nice. How's the weather down there? You know, we got to get an updated weather report. Mid 60s and sunny. It's mm. nice. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice and warm here in Houston as well. As I was saying to you, I got to uh, work a couple more days this week off Thursday and Friday. Got the. Uh, Monday night football game on here, Ravens versus the Rams. I only need about 65 points between Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and Todd Gurley. So uh should be fine. No problem there to win my fantasy game. This is this is I mean, this is very um insider John, and I know no one cares about my fantasy team, but the, I I've won seven weeks in a row. I'm in first place in my league. I think somehow I'm about to lose for only the third time this season. Two of the three being now, if I lose tonight, which I assume I will, to Sean Ray. That's just, you know how annoying that is? I can beat everybody. can beat the top of the league, and somehow Sean's going to beat me twice this season. It's very, very disappointing outcome for my squad. But, you know, we'll have to have to bounce back. We've got the playoffs coming up. Yeah, have to get going. Well, your, your record's even better in lock of the week. I think you're 9-0-1. Yep. I'm down to 500. After LSU uh, refuses to cover, I think they, mm-hmm. I, think I had them 21 and a half, and it was 21 against Matt Luke and running around on Plumley and garbage time. So mm-hmm. I'm about ready to wave the Well, I think of over. those nine wins, probably like four of them for me are Clemson alone. I'm pretty sure that's what I had last week was like Clemson Wake or something. Yeah. And then we took a weekend well, off just now. Old Mrs. Bye weekend. We'll, uh, We'll look at some lines later and pick up another lock, but um, I don't know, John. Yeah, I know. There's a few different things. We got Memphis basketball, Keith Carter, new permanent AD, not a very surprising result there. Um, And then also we got the Egg Bowl coming up. You pick, John. What do you want to talk about? Um, Let's talk about the Egg Bowl start. What the hell? Here's sure, my. Sure. Really, I have one question. What's attendance going to be on Thursday night in Starkville? Mm, that's that's uh, that's a good question. I I have no idea. I don't know what their attendance is normally like uh, this season. Um, Supposedly, they they're apathetic towards Moorhead. Right, and it seems like uh, Ole Miss and State both have similar problems when it comes to just being stuck in eleven a.m. slots like half the season. So I'm sure they suffer from that, just like Ole Miss does. Um, I think it'd probably be a decent crowd. I mean, it's still the Egg Bowl, right? Um, over under fifty thousand. Hmm, I mean, probably over, right? I don't think it'll be sixty, but I think fifty is probably close. Fifty to fifty-four, fifty-five. 
I would think low 50s. If it was below, I think it's somewhere between 45 and 52. I mean, the reason, I mean, even if they're apathetic about Moorhead, the, either way, either on the Old Miss side or the Mississippi State side, I think you got to think this is a winnable game. And I think yeah. fans want to go to winnable games for their team. So I don't, I mean, that's, I think people will show up. And, but yeah, I mean, the, to that topic, Shiano apparently turned down the Rutgers job. People think Moorhead would be a good fit there. Like you said, the fans seem overly, uh, displeased with how he's done this season uh, me personally I, I think that win or lose Thursday night that Moorhead's still going to be the coach at state next year I think Cohen is um very stubborn guy I think this is the coach that he hired for the football job it's only been two seasons I mean he won eight games last year even if he misses a bowl this year and ends the bowl streak um I, I still think he gets a third year and even if he uh, even if he wins the game, which is very possible, I think he almost certainly gets a third year. But I guess we'll find out. Yeah, interesting to see. I mean, him leaving wouldn't shock me. Um, I do think at the end of the day, like them. I mean, if he especially if he if he wins this game, I think I the thought of them firing him is pretty mm-hmm. hard to find. Well, apparently, no states never fired a coach after winning the Egg Bowl, which makes a lot of sense. Um, interesting, but anyway, what's your, uh, I guess what I haven't seen, we'll, we'll go through, we'll check the spread and the over and we go through lines, but I mean, talking about the, yeah, it opened, it opened at Ole Miss minus one. Um, I think it has moved at least as of this morning, it was like state minus three or something, which as the home team, I mean, it's pretty much a, a pick on by Vegas standards. Um, you know, I think it, the easy and easy thing to say about this game is that, Ole Miss is going to run the ball, which they probably will. They've they've run the ball against a lot of good teams this year with the Plumlee package. Passing has been the, the problem. Um, I you know was, I, I've been saying about State all year. It's hard to know how good they're going to be on defense, especially because some of their best defensive players, like a defensive tackle, linebacker Willie Gay, uh, these guys were suspended eight out of 12 games. State got to pick the suspensions. And I think we kind of all knew all year, but it's it's like 100% now that they were going to hold uh, a lot of their best players to be available for the, or all of their best players to be available for this game. Um, so you're going to see the best version of State that they've played. They put on the field all year. I'm not sure what other games they've all played in, but I'm pretty sure they all played against Arkansas that State ran the score up on pretty good. But, I mean, Arkansas is not much of a benchmark for anybody this they season. They all played in Knoxville, and they got and Tennessee took care of them. Yeah, so. exactly. That's the other side of the other side of the coin. Um, uh, you know, one thing I think that isn't really accurate is uh, this this um, assumption that because Moorhead isn't from Mississippi, he's not like engaged in this game or like mad about the game or whatever. Because you saw last year, Moorhead was pretty pissed and uh, what he called Bjork like an asshole or something on the field if you remember that video and I don't know. I just I guess I guess I, I think Moorhead would be fired up for this game. I don't know how fired up he is in general at his job right now. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's already out the door like he wants a different job. You know, people have said that. I have no idea. I think it'll probably be a funky game, if I had to guess looking at these two teams. Um I do think if Moorhead is being honest with himself and he truly wants to win, he should play Garrett Schrader, the freshman at quarterback. Um, who's much more in the mold of a Nick Nick Fitzgerald type because when they've played the transfer, especially since I guess he got injured earlier in the year, and every every yeah. game since then where he's come back and he's started, uh, he's just been terrible, and they've been terrible as an offensive team. 
Um, usually he ends up coming out and Schrader goes in anyway. So I think that's their best bet. I think it's a good test for the Ole Miss defense that has, you know, drawn some praise for improving this year over last year. Um, I'm sure Kylan Hill, Mississippi kid will, will be fired up to, to run a lot. So they're going to have to shut him down. Um, I don't really know outside of that what to expect. I, I think that state's going to have to key on the run just like every, but then again, I mean, I think, most of the teams that have played Plumlee as a starter have keyed on him and on the run, and still he's so fast he can he can break these big runs. I mean, you saw it in the LSU game, which we didn't have an episode last week, but I mean that was a pretty funky game right there. I know a lot of LSU fans were worried um, when it seemed like no matter what, they couldn't get more than 14 points ahead because Plumlee would just turn around and break like a 60 yard run or something. Uh, so it, I, I mean, I, I'll say this, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game more than I have a, a lot of the games this season. I, I think it, it should be a, hopefully a, a fun egg bowl. We'll find out. As um, I kind of sit here and think about it a bit, I mean, I think Luke, Luke's going to have his team ready to go, at least play hard. Well, especially cause I, I think they are all in agreement that if they win this game, they can go to a bowl, which uh, what the seniors had never been to a bowl, right? Their first year would have been five and seven freeze, uh, uh, six and six with the six and six and bowl ban, bowl. and then five and seven, and now possible five and seven bowl. So that's something to play for. I think the the even. I mean, you, we talk about Luke's efficiencies, um, which are obviously talked about a lot, but I think the players do like playing for him for for all of his his faults as a coach. Yeah. So that that's something I, in my opinion, that they'll have to play for. Um, cause they know that it's one important for Luke's job, good for him to get to a bowl. And then also they know that he cares about the egg bowl as a former Ole Miss player. Um, yeah, I think it'll be about mentality. Does Moorhead really get his guys fired up? I think Luke will. I think that might be the difference. So we'll see. Maybe state plays one of their better games this season. I don't know. They've been a pretty, pretty up and down, mostly down team all year. So we'll see. Yeah. And then you have, uh, I guess Plumley is a Mississippi kid, right? And Ely is a Mississippi kid. Um, on defense, I mean, you got like Benito Jones, stuff like that. Um, you can be playing their last games for I think Ole Miss. They, you know, coming off a of bye, right? I think Luke's got clearly cemented his status going forward. Carter and all that. It kind of feels like, honestly, Ole Miss goes and goes and gets them, and then they create kind of a probably a somewhat false sense of momentum going into the off season. Potentially they go play a ball game. If they, I don't know what they'll, you know, they, they, they could go beat some junk team in a bowl and, and go from there. Well, we'll yeah. See. Well, I think going six and seven is, I mean, I think it is real improvement over last year, despite the weird QB controversy, despite losing the wide receivers to the transfer portal. I think Corral is probably going to transfer. Um, you know, you lost uh, Tisdale to the transfer portal. It's a weird spot. Um, I think one big problem for Luke, if he does go six and seven, you know, wins the last two. Yeah, you get momentum. Hopefully you can take that into recruiting, have a good offseason, whatever that means. But uh, I don't really, th- I mean, I just, I, I don't know much about Baylor's roster, but it kind of sucks. You're going to have to play Baylor to open next season. They're currently 10 and one. Uh, Matt Rule is a much better coach by all metrics. Um, I just feel like that's going to stop any momentum you have, uh, in about what, nine months from now. So it's, that's, yeah, well, to me, that's be. kind of looming in the background of all this, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. The off season will be more interesting than it has been. What receivers leave, 
What it, where does Plumley progress? What's his interaction? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the Plumley factor, assuming he doesn't have like some sort of a season ending injury, I mean, a current ending injury or something, I think he's going to get a lot of people interested in like the Grove Bowl, right? People are going to want to see the, the, has Plumley become a better passer? Um, is Plumley even playing in the spring, or is he going to fuck around and try to play baseball? Which I think is a, a dumb idea with how he's played this year in football. If he's gonna, yeah, we'll see what we'll see how that all plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's, I, I think it would definitely be good for any, um, any possible idea that Luke is gonna, you know, pick up some momentum and have an upward trajectory and not just fizzle out after year three of being the permanent coach. I think he needs to win on Thursday, and then, like you said, hopefully improve when the extra practices or whatever you get for the bowl game, and then look good against whoever they get matched up against, and maybe end the season on two wins. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an opportunity for, for Luke, and uh, I think the players are going to know that. And I, really just, I, I mean, here's a question, John. Do you, do you think their best game of the season, Mississippi State, has been better than Ole Miss's best game of the season? I'm trying to figure out what the ceilings are here. Um. So what is State's best game? Who have they beaten? Well, they've beaten Kentucky. They've beaten Arkansas, and they've beaten three non-conference teams. Yeah, so they beat like Southern Miss, Lafayette, and uh, Abilene Christian just now, and that's it. They've lost to Kansas State, Tennessee. So you're talking about Kentucky compared to Vandy, Kentucky. I mean, it's they they've been marginally better. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I guess you'd have to. It, or it seems like maybe you have to look at how each team played against like LSU, Auburn, and Alabama, which is really, in my opinion, no contest. State was never competitive in those games, um, and, and Ole Miss was competitive in the Auburn game, gave LSU a scare, and even against Bama, where it wasn't a competitive game, they they scored what like thirty something points. So I don't yes. know. I don't know what that really tells you, but if you're trying to divine something, maybe that's where you go with it. I I don't know. I mean. Ole Miss needs to win much more than State, just from an overall program. It does seem that way, yeah. I would would think so. There's a chunk of the fan base that says, hey, we win the Egg Bowl, we can feel better about kind of how the whole Chancellor thing plays out. Some kind of everybody kind of. Well, I think, I mean, I think at the end of the day, a win is better than a loss, no matter what. I mean,. It, it, what Ole Miss fan, or State fan for that matter, really wants to lose this game, the only possible thing is like, oh, you're playing some 3,000 IQ mind game where you're going to say, well, I want the coach to be fired, so I'm going to cheer for a loss or whatever. Um, but still, I think that's kind of a, a, a an acerbic victory. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, a pyrrhic victory, I mean. That's what I was, that's what I was trying to think of. Um, so, you know, I, I think both, both fan bases want the win, maybe not as engaged as in a year where, you know, like the, the orange bowl, peach bowl year where both teams were playing for new Year's six bowls. Like the, the stakes aren't like that. There's the fan bases aren't that excited, but I still think at the end of the day, um, you know, but they, they want to win. It's the egg bowl. It's, it's a rivalry game. It should be, um, like I said, I, I, I think it has a chance to be a fun, Funky game. It's Thanksgiving evening. You know, you'll have all day with family. I, I, I think it'll. I, I personally am looking forward to it just from a just from a viewership standpoint. But uh, I guess we'll see. It could turn out to be. I mean, I don't know. Even if State wins in a blowout, I think you learn you learn something about this old Miss team. 
No, and then then uh, then post game calling shows will be highly entertaining if they get blown out. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing that we're talking about. I mean, a lot of this conversation has kind of presupposed an Ole Miss victory, but I mean, what happens if if Ole Miss goes four and eight this season? That's pretty rough if for for the games hey, they've been program, in. Programs headed in the right direction. That's what Keith Carter said. <laughs> for the for the uh, for the games that they've been in to finish season four and eight is it would be kind of a crazy result just because it seemed like. They were they were improving, and uh, you know that's well, that's, that's Cal rough. losing two non cons, which Cal yep. and Memphis are not, yep. um, are not not world beaters. There's yeah. no, I mean, is there a bad loss on the schedule? Uh, Missouri hasn't won a game in like four or five weeks, right? Yeah, I mean they lost. It, it was it was it was an away game. Yeah, Columbia. Yeah, I mean the schedule was the schedule was. Really, you had to win at Memphis, and it was what fifteen ten. It wasn't like they couldn't have this won is that game. Twenty team. I mean, really, you look at the Cal game is one you look back and you say, now, now their quarterback got hurt and didn't play the whole year, so maybe they, maybe the yeah, record would have right, been right, right, right. But I mean, you, I think, I think for the season to have gone differently, it needed to start out one and one, um, or two and zero. Oh. I mean, that was that was really when. When they went zero and two in those first two games, or am I missing one? I guess they they like beat Arkansas, Arkansas week was, two. Uh, really, I guess you needed to start you need to start two and one, um, or three and zero for this with the way the schedule played out. It, it was it was always going to be a tough road back after that, and we we saw it, could, we saw it bore out. Between Missouri and Auburn, they couldn't find a well. Missouri looks a little different now. A and M A and M was winnable. A and M's a game they really should have won. Yep. So Missouri, Auburn, A and M, all winnable. I mean, it's, if they had either beat Auburn or A and M, uh, and or they had uh, and, and either Memphis or Cal, just give two of those games. Then what are we looking at here? Yeah, they, they have six wins. Yeah, a six and five team that played a pretty tough schedule. And, and a six and five team after five and seven, six and six, five and seven with two bowl bands and a scandal ridden coaching change would, would be a big, a big improvement. That would actually show some. I mean, some they ability. haven't played in a bowl game since the sugar bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. That long. So it's interesting. So, but I mean, by that same token, like, like we're, we're being a little repetitive by that same token, there's a chance to, to improve, uh, based on winning this game and, and go win a bowl game. I mean, that's, that's showing some improvement year over year. It's possible. Luke's whole, I think Luke's whole shot at getting past twenty is going to come down to how does Plumley develop? I don't even think yeah. he has to train eight wins next year. Just is he? Does he look like a quarterback? Something that's going to work out and be a dynamic quarterback, or is it? Or does it end up being a, a grossly mismanaged situation? That's what's going to decide Luke's fate at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, do you, do you think both coordinators are back next year? Um, I think Rich Rod is because they can't afford to buy out. I don't know who would want him. You, um, you think Mike McIntyre could jump to a head coaching job or just a better DC job? Um, it's possible. It's always possible. We you, we've seen a lot of DC shuffling. Possible. We've seen a lot of DC shuffling the past five years. Like what Chavis has been at three different schools in the SEC West. Kevin Steele was. Yep. LA. Yep. Yep. I so mean, I don't know. I, I would never say there's no chance. It could. I, I don't know how where he's at in terms of mm-hmm. 
viability in coaching in coaching circles or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interest or not. It looks like Mason's getting it. I mean, it looks like the pe- most likely people to get fired are uh, Moorhead and uh, Barry Odom supposedly is near the hot seat. At yeah, Mizzou. I think that's right. Like you said, the other coaches. But, but Mizzou's going to. They're going to beat Arkansas. Go six and six. They're really going to fire a coach if they go six and no, six. No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I struggle to see that one. Yeah, and of course, I mean, some Chad Morris is already fired. So, I guess uh, Stoops is safe at uh, at Kentucky, huh? Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, he's fine. He had quarterback injuries. He's going. To, yep, yep, yep. And yeah, um, yeah the six wins. Pruitt, Pruitt's really turning things. I mean, Pruitt's really from losing to what BYU and. They lose to Chattanooga or something? Georgia Southern, some Georgia State, some... They lost some, to some bizarrely bad non-con opponents, and they have like six ones now, right? I mean, if they won those two games, they'd be sitting here looking at nine and three this week. They're going to beat me. It's insane. Wait, oh, wait, they have a... Uh, they're at eight They're at eight and four right now, eight and three right now? No, they're uh, six and... Uh, they're six and five, but I'm saying they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, they lost to Georgia State to start the year. I remember that. They lost to BYU. They beat Chattanooga. Um, but, yeah, they, they've they in the second half of the season, they beat Mississippi State, South Carolina, UAB, Kentucky, and Missouri. I mean, they've won, uh, what was that, five out of six with the loss to Alabama since the Georgia game? That's, uh, that's, that's Alabama pretty, pretty reasonably well. That's pretty good. It, it's, it's hard to imagine a lot of teams starting the season – one and five with losses at Georgia State and BYU and finishing uh, seven and five. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, I guess six and six. Yeah. Still, yeah. Credit credit to him where it's due, man. That's crazy. Um. Overall, been kind of a kind of a weird year in the uh, in the SEC. Who, who do you think uh, Arkansas is going to hire? I don't know. You kind of see him all over the place. Um. Do you, do you think? I guess my question is: Do you think it's going to be an impressive hire, uh, or is it going to be someone that's like, eh, okay? I think it's an interesting hire. They're going to go for somebody. Why don't they? Why don't they go get uh, Mike Leach or something? I don't think they'll go that road. What they're going? But they already they just had Bielema. But they're going to go back to some sort of a hard nosed guy and get a defensive coach. I mean, what do you? How do we see this playing out? I have no idea. I don't know either. I, I think it'll be something that we say, eh, interesting. Hmm. Maybe okay. so. Yeah. So. Anyway, you want to talk basketball? Yeah, I was. I watched most of the second half um, at Memphis this past week. Like as you mentioned, yeah, the top of the show where Memphis ends up. I mean, athletically, they look like a top ten team. Yeah, um, I mean, what I will say, and this honestly is not sour grapes. Memphis is a very good team, but I, I don't think that Penny is like a a great coach just purely from a coaching standpoint I, you can win a lot of games if you got talent especially in college now is, is penny is penny gonna probably underachieve in the tournament yes one would think i mean it, i was just struck by they were memphis was up by like 10 or 12 with about a minute left and as Ole miss slowly chipped away fouling memphis makes one Ole miss scores a two memphis makes two Ole miss scores a three just back and forth. It just Penny just like looked like, uh, well, is this game going to be over soon? Just like wait, like there was no, there was no yeah. input. There was no input coming from him. He was just kind of watching the clock. Like, well, I hope he can run this out. And then, I mean, of course, the way the game ended was um, a little bizarre to say the least. Uh, Ole Miss down three. Tyree makes one out of two free throws, so they're down two. 
Memphis gets an outlet pass, slam dunk. So they're up four with 0.9 seconds left. Uh, I think Blake Henson makes a half court shot to lose by one. Mm -hmm. a, a crazy, kind of a crazy ending there. But the, the, the truth is, partially because of how Memphis kind of seemed a little unengaged in the last minute or so. Ole Miss was in the game to the very end uh, and had the ball down three with about 10 seconds left. So um, interesting game. I, I don't think there were a lot of bad signs for Ole Miss. I think there's a lot to improve on. Foul trouble seemed to be um, something they really have to work on because Buffin is seems like he's going to need to be in 30-plus minutes against really good teams, and he was in early foul trouble. C got in early foul trouble. I don't think that the guys behind them are really ready for big minutes. The Carlos Curry, uh, Duke Column, those guys, Sammy Hunter, who you know has a ton of potential, but still he's a freshman. Um, we're going to need to stay out of foul trouble down in the post for sure. I thought Henson looked really good coming back. I think he had like three threes, 12 points or something his first game back. So you, you assume he's going to keep getting in better shape. Um I think it's gonna be interesting. They have they have a couple of huge games coming up, John, in this in this NIT tournament. Who Memphis or uh, uh, Ole Miss does? They got they're playing Penn State. Um, on Penn State Wednesday. seems better this year than see the Syracuse Oklahoma State. I mean, right. it's all yep, yep. They, they need to. They just need to win. It'd be nice if they win a couple. Then Butler's at home. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they have a chance for some real non conference wins here. Um, I think in this tournament that's coming up, first of all, the Penn State games on ESPN two, I think, which is pretty cool, considering yep. what three years ago this time of the year we were playing like in that Destin tournament they stream via webcam, so that's pretty yep. cool. And then um, I think in the tournament of the three other teams, there's two five and O's and one four and one, so uh, should be some good some good learning lessons there. Um. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's good. It's good to play Memphis, especially when they're um, as good as they are now. Good experience to, you can use later in the season. And then, you know, Kermit after the game saying that he wants to play Memphis every year, hopefully, uh, that, that he's the coach at Ole Miss. So that's I think that's a good thing. That's good to hear. Um, you know, it should be an exciting season. Uh, that's that's been, That's been my takeaway um, through, how, what, we got five games so far? They're four and one. I've I've enjoyed watching them. I think they have a lot of potential. So, yeah, but it's got to get a few things ironed out. Um, yeah, I mean they're replacing Terrence Davis, who is actually kind of lighting the NBA on fire right now. Is improving every game. It seems like. Yeah, he's had a hell of a start to. He's like the, he's basically the backup point guard uh, in Toronto. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, kudos to him for what he's been able to. Yeah, good for TD. He never. It's 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 crazy. He was never able to do more in Oxford. Like I don't, he was. I don't know what it is, but he, he had foul trouble, and then he would have games where he just kind of disappeared. But for whatever reason, it's all coming together now. He's shooting great from three. So, you know, good good for him. Great kid. Uh, and it's definitely good for the program to have a guy in the NBA as well. It's, I don't yeah. know the last time uh, Ole Miss could say that. Yeah. No, and it's, he's visible too. Raptors are winning, defending mm -hmm. champs, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Plug away from there. I think um, they need to go win a – be nice if they take care of Penn State Wednesday and get a good win win on the board. I think it's a team that's overall progressing, headed in the right direction. But the SEC's had some had some uh, had some losses here to start the season. The league's probably not going to be quite as 
good and solidified from a net perspective is what people were thinking. So mm-hmm. yeah, that does does shrink the margin for error a little bit in terms of getting sure, everything sure. in a run. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be something. I mean, I, Ole Miss football will probably finish four and eight in three days here, and we can fully turn the page to basketball. So that'll yep. be a that'll be the next on the horizon. Um, well, John, do you want to talk about uh, your boy Keith Carter getting the getting the AD job? You happy with this? Keith Carter, he's a good real loves yeah. Ole Miss. Well, and the crazy also- thing is, John, this is now the third time. Uh, Ole Miss has has gone out, Ole Miss or its representatives in the state government, and they've conducted um, a full nationwide search, really left no stone unturned, talked to everyone they could possibly talk to, and and three times in the last two years, going back to Matt Luke, um, the the, the right guy has just been right at Ole Miss already. It's kind of amazing, just the well of talent, apparently, that Ole Miss is sitting on. Uh, whether it's head coaches or chancellors or ads, they're all right here in our backyard. Yeah, it, <laughs> I'll say this about Keith Carter: I think he's pretty. I think he's of all the things, he's probably the most qualified person for any of the roles has been hired of the three. Okay, I think he's capable of actually of being of being good at this role. Hmm. Apple unproven. Um, does he have? Yeah, the, no, I I agree. Like of the three hires, and, it's the one I'm the most okay with. I don't know about qualified, but maybe you're right. I think given how how everything's played out, I, they could have screwed this up a lot worse than Keith Carter. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I'm content with it. And Keith can at least communicate and deal with people well. He, he yeah, and I think that. I think he'll probably do a good job fundraising at Ole Miss as well. He just needs to get a good internal staff, and they need to get hit. I mean, he's be short staff right now, and he's well, some people. Keith and, Keith was a uh, part of the the like alumni association that helped build the pavilion with their donations, right? I mean, he was definitely yeah. on that team, so that's a good so sign. Kermit, Kermit Kermit's happy with it. That's the big. That's a positive sign. Yeah, no, I I agree. Of the three hires, um, it's it's probably the least troubling. But when taken all together, you kind of start to see a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see how long the whole boys thing lasts. It'll be Well, apparently he's gonna be in Starkville for the Egg Bowl, so another good rebel move there. Good for him. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, what a what a privilege. I mean he, he it's such a joke. <laughs> I does it is it something that gets shaken up in six months? Does it actually last a couple of years? I mean it'd be interesting to see what the I think it'll probably. I, I I think if I had to guess, his strategy is going to be to fly under the radar as much as possible. Because I mean, hell, he's he's got a pretty sweet gig. Uh, you know, basically moving on up the way he did. I, I think you got to kind of just um lay back and collect your checks as long as possible. But you know, I think the only thing that would take him down is 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 he actually like is he actually so inept that he makes some. Um, insane decisions or comments well, or something I mean, that if, takes them out. Fundraising and enrollment continue to decline. I mean, that's going to, that's going to trigger some need for things to change. So, yeah, I guess, but I mean, what the IHL is going to pull that trigger with, they don't give a shit. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's the lines. Yeah, I got the lines. I was looking at this. I was going to, so we got uh, over on my uh, we got Ole Miss plus two and a half. I was going to take that, maybe make a parlay, but it, 
It won't let me. Oh, wait, it won't let me do that. It won't let me put that in a parlay. I don't know. The old Miss line is too hot. They don't they don't allow it in a parlay apparently. Um they they banned us from the from the the wager type. I think it ends up being an entertaining game. Yeah, it seems like that's what I was saying. It kind of seems that way. Um but yeah, I I would take old Miss plus 2.5, I think. Based on what we've seen this season, but again, this game you can throw out the record books, I guess, you know, it, a lot of times problem, these games... The problem is Ole Miss has shown zero ability to know how to win a game in the fourth quarter. That's true. They, if they're going to win, they're going to have to just run all over them and, and kind of shock them into submission. And I don't they're going to have to be happen. up by points going into the fourth and hold on. I would, I would think that as well. It would have to, And they would have to win on both sides of the ball for sure. The defense will have to play. It's, if it's a shootout, I don't trust Ole Miss to win that. That has not been the case all year. Get to there. Um, going on down the lines here, um, Texas Tech plus nine and a half at Texas. What Tom Herman's going to end up what seven and five this year if they win this game? They beat Tech. He's seven and five, which is a huge disappointment. This is year three. Yeah, right. Oh, he's a year ahead of Luke. That's what? What's what's the deal with that? What's up with the Texas job? When's the was Mac Brown before his decline? That was the last guy that really won there. Um. Programs because Charlie got, Strong was after that. I feel like the, I feel like Texas is where Alabama was early mid two thousands at this point before hmm. they hired Saban hmm. and Herman. And I thought Herman would have been the guy to get him through it, but it just doesn't make sense. I mean, Herman's Texas, the Herman's the Mike Shula here. I mean, Texas is losing to Baylor again after Baylor had the whole scandal. That's crazy. Yeah, Baylor fell off the face of the earth and hired Matt Rule and came back. And it is the, the Baylor storyline and arc is pretty insane. What is really going on in Austin that's causing that program to? I think probably, you know, not knowing that much about it, I think there's probably too many people trying to be decision makers um, among their like big money types, if I had to guess. And something that I, I mean, this this is not something that can't be remedied um, with competent leadership and fundraising. But I, I think their facilities are probably subpar. Their stadium looks terrible on TV. I've said that before on the show. Um, It just looks dated. Uh, so I I don't know. I think it probably doesn't don't help. They have like a brand new locker room though, and everything. I, mean, I don't know. And they're they're like expanding the end zone. Well, is recruit is recruiting the problem? Because on paper they've recruited well with Herman. I I don't I don't really know what the problem is. Bars. There's a cultural. It's almost like it just feels like Texas in general. Players come in with an entitled culture. Yep, you're the best. You're gonna win. But it just. They haven't earned the entitlement through how they won. It's just they, will, they expect well, to walk out. Well, going back to the end they of the Mac Brown era and then Charlie Strong and now Tom Herman, what is, what is their identity? I have no idea what uh, the identity of that team is supposed to be I like. Either. I mean, It's not a defensive team. It's not a run-heavy team. It's just kind of, uh, a, just kind of a, a bland pro style. Yeah, what's what? – Herman's got to form an identity this offseason and show a clear one. Otherwise, I mean, it's going to be his last year if he doesn't. Yeah, I, I do think I think that's um, that's part of the problem. If I had to, if I had to put it on something, Iowa minus three now up to minus six against at Nebraska, and they play close games. Mm-hmm. Missouri's down to minus eleven and a half on some lines, depending on where you have it. I think that's pretty at safe. Versus Arkansas, Little Rock. That feels like a really good pick. Yep. Arkansas with the uh, the interim looks like he has no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry Odom needs a win badly. 
they scored some points against Tennessee. I, I think Missouri. I think they cover that. I think um, so. I think that's good. Memphis 11, and a half, 11 versus Cincinnati. That's what I was thinking, too. What Cincinnati hasn't had a bad season, have they? Is Norvell, I mean, Norvell's rumored in the Arkansas job. Uh, Fickle's been rumored in a couple jobs. Cincinnati coach, but he supposedly is going to hold out and wait for. Do you think? Do you think Norvell could get the Arkansas job based on whatever kept him away from the Ole Miss job? Is there something there? Uh, he's kind of floating. I think he's a Plan B. Hmm. Well, that's not it's a bad Plan B at all. Cool. Cincinnati, John. Cincinnati has. They have a lot of wins. Yeah, they're a good team. They, they were ranked for a while. I don't know if they're they, ranked they've right only now. lost to Ohio State. Is that it? That's the only loss I'm seeing on Google. They might be missing a game here, but this season they've beaten uh, Houston, UCF, Tulsa. Yeah, they're saying Memphis is Temple. A- yeah, I mean Cincinnati's ranked 18th. Memphis is ranked 17th. I, I Cincinnati plus 11 has got to be a, a good bet there. Unless I'm completely missing something, which, you know, that's never happened on this show. So I don't know how that could be the case. Pretty on, is that Friday? That it looks like it is on, Sorry. yeah, the 29th. Yeah, that's Friday. There's a lot of games on Friday. Missouri, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Memphis, Boise I, minus 13 and a half at Colorado State. What are you saying, John? I think Memphis is a good Friday game. Yeah. I'll be back. Back up in New Hampshire. That's a two thirty, yeah. Cup, kind of interesting. Hundred. Mm. Georgia is twenty eight against Georgia Tech with a forty four over under. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Georgia is interesting. I missing to see them play LSU. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a good SEC championship game Uh, question about North Carolina versus NC State North Carolina minus 8 what is North Carolina's record with uh, this first year of long long go ball they are I'm trying to google it as well 3, 4, 5, and 6 yeah 5 and 6 okay so they're gonna they're gonna beat Doran and go to a bowl game Yep. Uh, Navy eight and a half against Houston. Ohio State Baylor. minus nine at Michigan. Baylor fourteen at Kansas. That feels like a good pick. Yeah, that's low. Wait, you like Ohio State minus nine in that game, John, against Shea? All right. I don't know. If we've talked about this, and I don't know where this has come from over the past two weeks. I think I think Michigan with Harbaugh and Shea is due for a moment. Against Ohio State, really? They're due. They're due to win that game. You think? I think they're due. To, for, I think they're due for a moment. Wow! But Harbaugh what? But goes the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, sidebar: What NFL job? Bengals. Oh, there's plenty. Of, I mean, there's going to be at least four open. There are every year. Um, That's true. Oh, the Bengals just had a new head coach, didn't they? Yeah, they just hired somebody, so not them. What about the What about the Colts? Uh no, Reich's a good coach. I think the Browns is going to open. I think Kitchens is getting fired after a year. Personally, <laughs> wow. I, I oh yeah, so Reich, Reich was a was a new hire as well. I was thinking of the old guy. Reich is in his like third year, and he's done a. I mean, he's he's he's. Oh, what about a, what? What if the Lions fire Patricia? 
Uh, he probably gets another year is my thought. It's just like, Brent, it's, it's just so yeah, weird because they've had a lead in every game and they're like 3-7-1. Yeah, I think the Giants are going to fire Shermer. Shermer's been a debacle. That's probably a good uh, idea. You have uh, Cowboys continue just to fuck shit up. Yeah, but I, is, is, is Jerry Jones ever going to fire Jason Garrett? I don't know about uh, that. If they, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think he will. They're a game ahead of Philly. Philly has a very easy schedule down the stretch. If they can get healthy, the division's right there for them. And they get Dallas and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, Dallas beats Philadelphia. They've got the tiebreaker, and they would even at nine and seven, eight and eight. I think they get in the playoffs at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I think Harbaugh. Harbaugh, there's plenty of jobs out there you can go take. But uh, my point is. What weakness has Ohio State shown that Michigan's going to exploit? They've dominated pretty much everybody. Just time for them to have a moment. I don't. It's, it's not. I mean, rationally, it's not really there. Yeah. Other than Ohio State has not had to go come from behind or win a, a close game in the fourth quarter. I mean, because right, they they've dominated. Goal, they've dominated. Can, Michigan can have a lead in the fourth quarter. I think. It, but it's going to take a lot. To hmm, maybe there. maybe this will be the first week ever we take opposing locks of the week. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> uh, Clemson, 26 and a half. That looks good. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, two and a half at Minnesota. Minnesota. What's, South Carolina is going to beat Georgia and finish the year with what record? Something bad. Something bad. Um, let me look real quick. But, I mean, they had a lot of QB injuries, right? So you give them that. But, yeah, they're, oh, they're four and seven right now. They're going to finish the year four and eight with a win over Georgia. That's bizarre. That's a weird. That's a weird line right there. Um, what what is uh, what is what does Boom's future look like in in South Carolina? Uh, he's gonna be. He's gonna get one more year, but he's got to win probably seven or eight next year. Mm-hmm. Seven's gonna be iffy. Uh, Penn State minus forty against Rutgers. Liberty two touch two touchdown favorite against New Mexico State. Freeze is having a decent year record wise, right? He's uh, we ball eligible. <laughs> there you go. Indiana against Purdue. It looks a little low. I can see. Indiana. Oh man, it'd be so awesome if Liberty and Ole Miss played in uh, in the bowl game. They play in two years. Yeah, I know. But if they played in this year's bowl game, that would be amazing. Fantastic. Alabama minus four at Auburn. Mm, ah, that line is weird. That's right where I don't want it to be if I'm trying to pick one of those teams. Gus has been awful against Georgia, LSU, these good teams. What it, Gus? What what happens to Gus? Win or lose? Is is it the same thing? Um, he, he loses. Do you think he leaves? Goes to Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas wants him back. I think it's just awkward, and I think he's there. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how I see it happening with Moorhead too. So I mean that's that's a that's a very believable college football outcome. Yeah, let's see. Um, I like Alabama in that spot. Saban, I think if Saban if they can go out and beat Auburn by like twenty, Jones, uh-huh. I think they're going to have a real good shot at the playoffs. Well, I hate it, dude. Which I don't think they deserve, but I just. I, it can, but the thing is, all, the thing is, the committee. That way. The committee is trying to send this message that they care more about good wins than about good losses, right? 
And this is literally that. This would literally be Alabama's first good win. Yeah, they're scared. They haven't beaten it. But so, how does that stack up against like Oklahoma or Oregon? Uh, I mean, then all well, Oregon lost, but Utah. I mean, Utah. Yep. They're the team that has kind of the if they if they went out and take care of business. I mean, I think they should go in, but it's kind of my opinion on it. Wait, wait, Minnesota, did Minnesota lose? They did, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but they lost once. If they beat Wisconsin, they go, they win the Big Ten West, and they have a, a shot at Ohio State. To yeah, they lost to win. Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, if Minnesota. Yeah, but the thing is, Minnesota and Ohio State can't both get in. I'm just trying to figure out who's going to keep Alabama out. Um. Well, I think Georgia Minnesota, and LSU. Georgia and LSU. Minnesota, say Minnesota beats Ohio State 38-37. I think Ohio State would get in as the fourth seed in that point that scenario. Ooh, yeah, that would be okay. There you go. They they both get in. Minnesota gets in too. That's something. I think LSU loses close to Georgia. Oh well. Ooh, what do you do here? This is not going to happen. What I'm about to lay out, but let's say you have a let's say Georgia beats LSU like thirty-one thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got a one-loss Georgia SEC champ. They're in for sure. Clemson wins, they're in, and then Minnesota beats Ohio State like 38-37. So then you got one loss, Minnesota's in. So that leans, you got one loss, LSU, one loss, Ohio State for a fourth spot. I think LSU gets in there. I would think so, too. I I don't think Minnesota's going to beat Ohio State. I I think if you're trying to keep Alabama out, the most likely scenario is Georgia wins a close one in Atlanta, and Georgia and LSU both get in. Georgia has yeah. better Georgia has better wins than Alabama if they win that game. Yeah, they, they have they have Florida, Auburn. they have Notre Dame, they have Auburn, and then they would have LSU. Those are all better than one win over Auburn. Yeah, Florida's in there. I mean, they got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then LSU has Alabama, Florida, Auburn. Um, holds and Alabama is very impressive. He, like this beats the crap out of Auburn. I could see. I think they got a shot I, at getting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think if Alabama wins big against Auburn, uh, LSU wins big against Georgia and Atlanta, and then the rest kind of holds with Ohio State and Clemson. Yeah, if you told me it was it was Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, that's very believable. Okay, that pretty much covers the key lines. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. All right, we got to we got to pick a uh, lock of the week here, John. Yeah, for me, it's been the flop of the week recently. <laughs> yeah, this is this is my chance to finish a full regular season without an actual loss. So this is there's pressure here. Uh, Tennessee's twenty two against Bandy. Saw that. It gets harder every week, you know, John, because Vegas learns more about each team every week. All right, you know what? I've been I don't even know trust anything, but. Give me what's Minnesota on my bookie. Do I get two and a half? Let's see. Hold on. It is uh, plus two and a half. I will take the Golden Gophers. Let's Wisconsin. I think they win the division at home. Okay, I like that. I I like where your head's out there. Um, I'm scanning. Hmm. Hmm. Oklahoma minus 13 at Oklahoma State. Florida minus 17 and a half might not be a bad bet. 
LSU minus 17, probably not a bad bet. Hosting A&M. Um, hmm. Let's do... Hmm. I, I think... I think I want to do Cincinnati plus 11, John. That makes sense to me. Not not any Memphis. I think Memphis, Memphis is good. I just think I don't understand why they're plus 11 when Cincinnati both teams. is a good football team. They're 10-1. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, and, and both teams are, at the very least, you would think equitable. What's Memphis's record? They have two losses? Uh, two or one. Maybe just one. SMU is who lost again. I think it's just one. Hmm. Temple. Wow, well, I mean, good. Yeah, Memphis, it's it, it's, and uh, what they're yeah they're ten and one, so it's two ten and one teams, two ten and one teams. Give me eleven points. I'll I'll stand by that. Really, a good slate of games, if you ask me. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I think Missouri minus eleven is also a safe bet. That's a backup. Um, and I think there's a, actually some good parlay action this week. You want to do a Missouri, do Missouri Minnesota. Cincinnati. Um, I mean, I might even take uh, Ole Miss plus two and a half, but that's I, I, maybe a little homerish. Alabama, lay Alabama in there. Yeah, you could do a bunch. You could do a bunch of these. I think you could get a four or five team parlay. There's some fun, some it. fun stuff. Some fun stuff for sure. Yeah. Baylor, Baylor minus fourteen at Kansas feels light too. That's not so bad. I mean, this season opened with that Florida Miami ridiculous game, closing with this this slate. There, there's potential for some fun here. It's Overall, it's been, I think, a pretty fun season with um... yeah, no here, games that matter. If you're listening to this podcast, the Egg Bowl, he's entertain you with some booze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Tech, Texas could be sneaky interesting. Cincy Memphis is legit interesting. That's a good Friday game. Yep. Apple Cup. I mean, there's enough rivalry games to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa, Nebraska, it's got names. Ohio State, Michigan, hopefully, is legit. No, that'll be good. That, that that should be a good game. And I mean, looking what, back over what, the season, we've had some some epic games. Obviously, that Alabama LSU game is like an all timer. Wisconsin, Minnesota for Paul Bunyan's axe in the division should be a really good game. Yeah, I mean, there's there's four or five games of interest this weekend. Iron um, Bowl is interesting. Of course, in of yeah, work. of course, Iron Bowl. Is inter- I mean, I think people would love to see Alabama take a second loss for. And when's the last time a second regular season loss happened for Alabama? It's been, um, it's been ten. Yeah, it was. It was like Saban's first season, right? Or was it his second season? It was uh, twenty ten. Wow, which was his fourth. Wow, wow, wow. That's that's a long time, man. It's a long time. South Carolina, LSU, and they blew the twenty four nothing lead against Cam Newton. It's a very long time, right there, John. It is a long time. It's been since the since the beginning of the decade. Wow. Hmm. Well, there you go, guys. I mean, there's there's like a reasons to watch this week. Um, and, and I guess just find out is is Matt Luke gonna gonna wear a four and eight in season two? And at least we'll get that out of the way early, and then we can actually enjoy some football season games. Three. The interview counts. No, I mean, I think if you're really counting his his years, I'm not. You're trying to give him a six and six, John. I don't know if I'd even go that far. I think. I think the real question is, can they win an Egg Bowl without breaking one quarterback's leg? Um, I guess we'll find out. It's a big test. It's a big test coming up. We will see. 
Uh, all right. Well, those are your games for this week. We talked about basketball. We talked about the new athletic director. What are what are we missing, John? Um, next week's show will be interesting. We'll see basketball a couple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, egg bowl piece. Should be. We'll have a college landscape set. Yeah, very, could very well be putting a bow on this uh, this season of Matt Luke's team. We'll find out. Um, might might have some coaching changes by then in college as well. Um, it's, Ole Miss, let's actually – do we predict any staff changes? I, I don't know. I think it's too hard. I'm not really paying enough attention to know. It seems like every year lately there have been some position coaches moving around for whatever reason. Um, like some – some. I mean, last year you had some people jumping ship. Like uh, what's-his-face, the old linebackers coach that people like. Well, it could be – there could be a sneaky amount of staff changes. Yeah. Bullet coordinators because everybody's kind of like yeah this is on yep it's very it's very possible you can definitely see that yeah for sure all right john before we go what's your um what's your favorite thanksgiving food um thanksgiving food if you get oyster if you get the right uh oyster stuffing that's probably one of the Ooh, interesting that's a, yeah that's got a little it's got a little character to it that's not a standard pick i like that um I like it all in combination, especially like things like dressing with gravy is probably one of my tops. But I think I have like a soft spot for like the green bean casserole, um, even though it's so simple and so like you know store brand generic uh, condensed soup and all that's really and the, the fried onions really all you're tasting. But that's a classic. Um, casseroles in general very good. But yeah, we ordered a. Uh, we ordered a deep fried Cajun turkey from a restaurant here in Houston. Gonna pick that up on Wednesday. Got family coming. Gonna make Thanks. all the sides. So excited. Excited to give that a shot. We'll see how that goes. Um, should be fun. Should be fun. All right, John. Well, have a great time in Florida. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy the slate of football games. Um, and uh, we'll we'll talk again next week. Yeah, likewise, all the listeners take care of Yeah, absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks for listening. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. All you got to do is just... All you got to do is shoot.